Welcome back to another week of the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider. And here at the Rise Station, I invite you to open your heart and mind to the possibility of transformation. Episodes are geared at elevating your mindset, improving your relationships, and providing you with practical tips on how you can improve your life on a daily basis. If that sounds good to you, then join me for a new episode at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday so that you can start your week off energized and ready to conquer whatever life throws your way. Please go ahead and share this podcast out to your friends and your family so that they can grow and thrive with you. Today, we are talking about emotional triggers and what you can do about it. But before we get into today's content, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Okay, I have a little secret to tell everyone. I used to be very, very angry as a child. I was quick to anger and was quick to violence. I almost got kicked out of preschool. And had it not been for my mother begging the director to keep me in the preschool, I would have definitely been sent with my packing papers in preschool. I had numerous physical altercations in which I never started the altercation, but I would finish them. When I began working on my anger years ago, I noticed that because I was triggered emotionally, I would often result to violence to release the tension and anxiety that was building up within me. I grew up in a home where violence was the norm. You know, I grew up in a domestic violent home. Violence was the way conflicts were resolved or the way I saw conflicts resolved. I recall in my youth feeling powerless you know, powerless to save my mom from the physical violence she endured at the hands of my father. So I often would get emotionally triggered by someone either raising their voice at me or threatening my safety in any way, which then would result in me lashing out and becoming sometimes the aggressor in the situation. This happened almost instantaneously. It was very impulsive, very reactive. And as I began to mature and through the help of many earth angels and mentors who took an interest in me, I found alternative ways to manage my triggers and become more self-aware of what was going on inside my body. And I started to understand myself much more on a deeper level. I'm telling you this story to let you know that How you start is not always how you finish, right? If you identify things within yourself that you want to improve and that you want to work on, that you can do so. But it first starts with a commitment to do so, all right? So 
What is a trigger? A trigger is the catalyst to your emotional response, right? Our triggers usually remind us of a past trauma that could be conscious, something that we're aware of, or unconscious, something we have suppressed and are unaware of. Our brain, though, keeps score of all of these traumatic events that we endure, anything that has caused us intense fear, and our bodies are programmed, right? Because we've seen it before. Our brain has cataloged this as a threatening event. So our body will then automatically kick into our stress response, which is our fight, flight, or freeze response. So for the younger version of me, I would attack, right? I would become in that flight mode in my stress response when triggered and when I felt unsafe. For others, it could be to avoid. Some people will avoid the stress response for being triggered would be to distract themselves, avoid them, flee the situation, use drugs or alcohol to numb their pain. For some, it might be to freeze, do nothing, say nothing, pretend that it's not happening, right? But being triggered is part of the healing journey. And it gives us valuable information as to what is still within us that is yet to heal. When we find ourselves triggered, it is an indication that there's some unhealed trauma we have to resolve. Some common examples of triggers is you may get triggered when your spouse does not respond to a phone call. If you've been cheated on in the past, then you start to ruminate. Is this person with someone else? Is she or he doing something behind my back, right? You might get triggered when watching a movie and there's SA, there's an SA scene that triggers your own traumas of experiencing that type of abuse, right? You may feel angry when you are cut off mid-sentence, right? Or dismissed while talking. Maybe you felt dismissed or unheard growing up. And so these are all like reminders of past events or experiences that have caused you great distress. Some common triggers usually come from our past traumas, comes from negative memories, comes from fear, stressful situations, change, grief and loss. These are all common triggers for us. So what do we do about it? What can we do to cope with our triggers? Let me give you 10 strategies to effectively cope when you're triggered. Number one is take a deep breath because a lot of times when we're triggered, it happens so instantaneously that we don't give ourselves time to think. So take a deep breath. That way you can think about what to do next. You don't have to be so reactive. You don't have to respond instantaneously. Just breathe. All right, take a deep breath or two. Number two is walk away. If something has caused you some intense emotions, your adrenaline is rushing through your body, your heart's beating, your mind's racing, that might be an indication that you need to remove yourself, take a break, take a walk, remove yourself from the thing, the person that is causing you to be triggered. Give yourself some space so that you can think and breathe to calm your nervous system down. Number three is identify the trigger. When did you go from okay to not being okay? What was going on right before that? What was said? What was in the air? What was the reminder? Really 
try to hone in and understand what the triggering event was or the triggering thing or stimuli was. Number four is scan your body. What is going on physically with you? What are the sensations that you're feeling in your body? A lot of times when we get triggered, our heartbeat starts beating faster. We might get headaches. Our jaws might tense up. We might, you know, feel a rush of heat that comes over our body. Our chest might get tight. So look within, figure out what are the physical symptoms that you're triggered, right? Then number five is I want you to explore the emotional trigger. Ask yourself questions. When have I felt this emotion before? When was the first time I was triggered like this? What does this remind me of? What are the thoughts that are associated with these emotions? What are the thoughts that are running through my mind? What am I worried about? What am I fearful? What am I sad about? What are the thoughts? Explore the trigger. Number six is I want you to stay present, right? Recognize that you have survived the past and that you're no longer in that situation, that you have overcome it, that you are currently in the present, right? And that leads me to number seven, which is use mindful meditation. That could be walking out in nature, get some fresh air. That could be grounding techniques, really using all five of your senses to remind yourself that you're in the here and now, you know, feel the floor under your feet, feel the clothes on your skin, smell the air, but really reminding yourself that you are in the present moment. Number eight is journal. Get all those racing thoughts, those ideas, those emotions, put it down on paper, get it out of your head, because a lot of times it could be way more overwhelming when it's not structured. So when we write it down, we're actually structuring and streamlining our thoughts. Number nine is nurture yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself for having these feelings, for responding the way you responded. Be kind, be nurturing, be compassionate and forgiving of yourself. Number 10 is seek help from a mental health professional. Therapists can be a great source to help you process this in a safe environment and to help you along this healing journey. All right. So in conclusion, think of your triggers like a PET scan. The PET scan shows you images of where disease is in the body. And so your triggers are also going to highlight where there is dis-ease, discomfort, unhealed areas that require your attention. All right, we are constantly evolving and growing and learning more and more about ourselves and our triggers are information to guide us on that path to healing. It shows you where the wounds are and it's our responsibility to begin to explore and remedy those wounds, those areas in ourselves that still need work. All right, so I hope this helps. That is all I have for today, Rise Tribe. Listen, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. 
nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.